Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Welcome to the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. First Merchants Bank, helping you prosper. Put it in the upper right-hand corner, just like a postage stamp. That's a good bingo. Get ready to learn more about the Columbus Blue Jackets players and coaches, as well as find out what's going on this week in the NHL. Now let's join Bob McGallaghan and Jody Shelley for the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. Welcome to the Inside Edge. The Blue Jackets in the midst of the preseason, having already played three of their eight preseason games, and the latest one was last night. They went to St. Louis and lost to the Blues by the score of 3-2. to two. Bob McElligot alongside of Jody Shelley. And Jody, even though it's only been three games, there are a couple of guys that have already played two games. Emil Bemstrom is one of those players, and Bemstrom's coming off a real good night last night. He had uh, the two goals for the Blue Jackets. One, a wrist shot from the left-wing circle in the first period. Then in the third period on the power play, the patented one-timer from the left-wing circle for him to get the second goal. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that we'll talk about, and we will be talking about for the next three weeks in this camp, but with all the wingers that the Blue Jackets have, Emil Bemstrom is one of those guys that is near the top of the list that has to find a way to really impress in this training camp. And I'll tell you one thing that impressed me about him last night was he never stopped shooting the puck. We've seen him for the last couple of years here, and sometimes if it's not going his way, he just doesn't shoot it anymore. I go back to the day that he had a hat trick, and this is going on three years ago now, right, where he's got two goals in the game, and Seth Jones give him, gives him a pass, and he, he's open, but he doesn't shoot it, and he gives it back to Seth. And then Seth gives it to him again, and he gives it back. And finally, the third time, he hammers it home, and he completes the hat trick. But that's my point. So it's sometimes his mindset has been, okay, I've done enough, or no, I really don't have this, and uh, I'm, I'm as far as I can go. Last night, that wasn't the case. Every time he had the puck, he was shooting the puck, and it paid off. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, he's a guy that... His confidence has wavered quite a bit. He came in here as a guy that was, you you mentioned the one-timer, Bob, and we've been talking about that for a while, but there's a confidence that comes in the National Hockey League, a lot different than the American League, the Swedish Elite League, where he's played, and you're playing with better players, and sometimes you defer away from your game. So slowly as you mature, and he's still a young guy, but he's got a ample opportunity uh, with the Blue Jackets. He's getting a great opportunity here in camp, playing a couple games and now getting results. So there's something there that they really like. And you're right. It has to be that mentality where the trigger is always ready to be pulled. And, and, And for a guy that's a shooter like that, he needs to learn that you have to carry yourself with what you have with your your tools and his tool is shooting and so for him to finally understand the release and be a threat every time he's in the offensive zone and it's not just getting the shot off it's getting it on net how many times have we seen him even take the shot miss the net so you know those things are little details that when you do get opportunities and you're a guy that's trying to prove yourself in and out of the lineup up and down between cleveland and here uh, you you have to make sure they count so good for him i mean he's a guy that you know you watch and, and you see this team finished second last last year 
in the National Hockey League standings. So when you go home for the summer, you know things are going to be different and you want to be part of the, uh, the mix coming into the season. So good for him to start the first week on that positive. Good for him to get a couple goals last night. But I'm telling you, the competition is stiff and high and there needs to be guys like Bemstrom pushing guys ahead of him for this organization to take the next step. Now let's look at it on the flip side. I think one thing that really benefited him last night was he was on the top line. He knew he was going to get a lot of minutes. Top power play unit, top line, playing with Cole Sillinger and Alexander Texier. Remember last year when he went to Cleveland, he was actually one of the leaders in the American Hockey League in scoring when he got called back up. But again, there he was playing top line minutes. In the National Hockey League, Look, it's just not going to work that way here right now. You're going to be a third-line guy, and your limit, your minutes are going to be limited, and you've got to find that way to make the most out of a little. And I think that's one of the things he has struggled with the most over the last couple of years. You know, you talked about Texier on his line. And remember when Texier left this organization? He made everyone better. And I think we talked about it last week on this show. And he he's a factor like that. And I think that the predictability, uh, the confidence or, or the stoutness on pucks by Texier really allows his players or, or line mates to relax around him. And, and you know, it, it may sound too generous, but it's not because there's some players that can keep plays alive, allow you to get in those scoring positions to release your shot. And for a guy like Bemstrom or any scorer, there's nothing more frustrating than getting in, fighting to get out of your own end, getting in the offensive zone turning to get away to get open for a shot, and the next thing you're back-checking. And that's a, there, that happened a lot last season. It happens a lot with a lot of teams. But when you have factors like Texier that can control the play and, and be a driver like that, it makes things a little simpler. So maybe that was a factor. But to get back to your point, yes, the opportunity on the top line with ice time, that gives you confidence as well. Because when your minutes get down around 10 to 12, or let's say 8 to 10, you might miss a shift or two if you don't do things right, and that's a bad feeling in the back of your head because you're on the ice and you're a little bit cautious. But when you're on the top line, you're going you're gonna to get those power play opportunities when they do come, which were a little bit sparse uh, early in that game last night. But when you do get them, you play freer, so you don't have to worry about that. So the, the kind of the cuffs are off him. So, you know, there's a lot of great stories in this camp, and if Bemstrom can rise and do what he has to do and be a, be that person that they're talking about each and every day he could be a guy that sticks around here let's talk a little bit more about alexander texier uh, because he has spent a lot of time here in the first week of camp with patrick line a and adam fantilli and we saw that combination on sunday night at home against the pittsburgh penguins it is a combination that looks really good in the early going no lines are set on this team there's no chance that pascal vincent is already saying yeah these three are going to play together when the regular season starts kirill marchenko still hasn't even played in the game he's had a sore back he's going to factor into uh, or he should factor into the decisions in the top six this year too so but the fact that um you know, that Marchenko is out right now, and Texier has come in and made an impression like that and is maybe has a little bit of chemistry on that line. For a guy that's been gone for a year and a half, that's a, that's a pretty nice way to get yourself remembered quickly, isn't it? It doesn't hurt. And, and you know, whether they stick with these lines or not, the first impressions are key throughout an 82-game season because there's going to be pieces that are going to need to be moved around from time to time. There's going to be injuries from time to time. And when you know that things have worked in the past or that you've tried them and they worked, 
maybe there's a better combination, but right now they, those three guys look comfortable together on the ice. And I think Patrick Laine looks inspired. Why wouldn't he be? By the 18-year-old Fantilli and Texier, the good veteran back. There's, you know, there, there's something about playing with guys that you trust and guys that you understand that makes the game so simpler. And when you think about Laine, who's that offensive threat, a Fantilli... I mean, we could do a whole show on what we've seen here with this kid in the first week of camp as an 18-year-old. Hardworking. He's a guy that understands the concepts within the team, but also the way he understands the dynamics of the offensive zone, where to be, when to be there. And then when he does make a play, it's in the right spot for the shooter or the player that's open. And, and it's it's been uh, it's been fascinating, actually, to see him change that dynamic of that top line. And when you think of line A, he needs someone that can carry the mail and let him get lost a little bit. And I think that's what Texier and Fantilli do. So you're right. They're not set. But a guy like Texier being in the mix, it's it's encouraging because you look for sparks or constants or pieces that are consistent within a lineup that make you dangerous. And I think Texier, well, we know he can do it with any line at any time. And where he fits in right now is on a very dynamic line for the Blue Jackets. You just touched on it briefly right there, but I, I want you to expand on this a little bit. Because Patrick Laine, last year all we talked about is the chemistry with Johnny Gaudreau, right? And he, was play, he played a lot with Johnny Gaudreau and Boone Jenner. Very good players, no question about that. But different kind of players than Adam Fantilli like you just described what what is it that maybe Fantilli brings that Aboon Jenner doesn't bring at center and, and it, again it's not anything bad it's just things that are different no, I love Boone. I mean, Boone is a straight-ahead, hard-nosed, no-nonsense centerman. He's in the right position. He's thorough with the way he plays in the D zone. He's he's. It's very clear that he likes to be on the forecheck, but he also likes the details of the, of the back check. So he he's a strong-bodied centerman that takes up space and can battle. And when you look at Fantilli, he's got an elite talent he's got a elite skill set with how he handles the puck how he skates and how he sees the ice he's more dynamic in the offensive zone and he his connection with high end players it's uncanny because he can hold on to the puck in the middle of the ice. He's got two great options on the wing, but he can also feed off and read and he understands what line A needs and where he needs it and where Texier is going to be. So the difference is I think it's his skill set, the way he can shoot, handle the puck, drive the play, uh, keep plays alive in the middle of the ice, but also the most important thing is distribute the puck to the wingers. I mean, when you have a centerman that can draw in two defenders uh, and be comfortable in a tight space with that puck, it doesn't matter where he is on the ice, and then hits the open man, almost like sets the table with that, uh, whereas Boone is more of a get the puck in and and go get it. You know, he wants the grind of the game as far as on the wall. I feel like Fantilli in the middle of the ice is much more of a threat with the way he skates and holds that puck. One more guy I want to ask you about who had two goals against Pittsburgh the other night, uh, played against St. Louis, and, and looked he looked like himself, and that is Carson Meyer. And when I say he looked like himself, I mean this guy has found what he needs to be as a player to give himself a chance. You remember last year around this time, right near the end of camp, we had him on this show. Unfortunately, he got 
sent to Cleveland like uh, hours later. Yeah, that was but, poor yeah, timing by was us. Terrible by us. Uh, but uh, we it, actually apologized when we, we saw him again. Yes, we did. He got called up later. He said, in the ah, year. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. But I'll never go on your show again. Yeah. Um, no, he never said that. But he is. Um, He's a guy that, again, he, he's just kind of standing out by doing what he does. And with a lot of decisions needing to be made, and with an injury to Matthew Olivier at the start of training camp uh, for Carson Meyer, I think he's he's doing some good things. Again, not to be noticed, but to remind people the kind of game that he can play. There has to be competition from those guys. And you're right. As now Carson Meyer, you know, he's been a pro now for a few years. Your role gets more defined, and that's when you have more of a chance of fitting into the puzzle. What you got to be, you got to be great at one thing. You got to be great at faceoffs, or great at blocking shots, or reliable at, at uh, a lot of things, killing penalties, whatever it is. You have to specialize, especially on the bottom two lines, of to exactly what you are. And for him, Carson Meyer, you're right. He's had injuries, he's had setbacks, but he comes in here. He's a very disciplined kid who works extremely hard, and he understands his role. With within his line and I think that simple simplifies and frees him up when it comes to the forecheck and getting the jump and he's playing with good young players too when he's out there on the ice so I go back to it I've said it a couple times already in this first part of this uh, this interview or this chat we're having here Bob is you have to have competition you have to have people pushing and it's got to be those guys that come in and, and put people on notice who are on one-way contracts because this organization needs to take a step not just by having healthy players back in the lineup but players taking that step to say hey i know you were here last year and things were great and, and you you were happy with your not great but you were happy that you played in the nhl but i'm coming in carson meyer bemstrom whoever it is we could go on on and on with this list and say not this year i'm going to be that guy that is going to be on the, on the Columbus Blue Jackets or pushing to be here soon. And the two guys that I, I feel that he's competing with most directly, Liam Foody and Eric Robinson at this point in time. They both played last night as well. I, I think Foody has kind of picked up where he left off last year. Again, scoring a lot of goals, no. Utilizing his speed, utilizing, utilizing a little bit more grit than we saw from him early in his career. Yeah, and it's maturity too, right? I mean, he left major junior hockey where he was so fast and so dominant and could get around those players much easier. So that's an adjustment. He also dealt with injury a couple of years ago. He's a, a great kid that tried to take advantage of his opportunity last year. He pushed, uh, which put him in the mix for this year. But yeah, I mean... This team is going to look different. I, In my mind, it should. Uh, just going off how they finished last year, there's got to be a different tone and temperament. I know they've made additions uh, on D, and Fantilli here is a nice factor. But there's also young players now a week into camp. There's cuts coming soon that need to understand the opportunity they have and say, okay, this could be for real because I'm a part of an organization that might change pieces in that bottom six role, which they should. So we'll see. I mean, we've heard about all these players, all these prospects, Jordan Dumay, uh, Malatesta, you know, these young players that have come in. Kulamans is one of those defensemen who, de- defenseman who is young, probably needs a little more time, but this experience will help him. But all these factors, it's your moment when you get in those games. Stay tuned. We'll continue with the Inside Edge. It's presented by First Merchants Bank here on 97.1 The Fan. Let me see. Buckeyes, yes. Jackets, yes. Crew, yes. Fart noises, hell yes. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. 
Welcome back to the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. Bob McElligot and Jody Shelley back here with you. And in the first segment, we were talking about uh, guys that are really looking to make their mark. And we talked about one guy that is back with this team and very quickly making a mark. And he is with us right now. And that is Alexander Texier. Tex, thank you so much for doing this. Great to see you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Hey, you, uh, your camp so far, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, um, you spent a lot of time with Adam Fantilli and Patrick Laine on the line. And the first game you played against Pittsburgh, you got a chance to play with those two guys. You guys are fun to watch as a group of three. How much fun is it to play with those two guys? Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, uh, two really good players. So it's kind of easy for me. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, but to be honest, you know, last night I enjoyed it too. Uh, doesn't really matter for me, uh, but obviously it's better to play with some uh, pretty uh, skilled player uh, but my game is not going to change uh, I think I grow as a player too uh, but uh, yeah it's like I said things can change quickly here so I'm you know I'm just going to take it and uh, and do my best yeah you talk about last night you were playing with Cole Sillinger and Emil Bedstrom yes it is a different dynamic but as Jody was saying earlier uh, you have that kind of game that you can adapt to whoever you're playing with, and and that's a that's a real skill that you have. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's um, you know when I had my my lot of success, I was playing with girls and and Robbie, so you know I can play with everybody. Uh, but you know, at the end, it's going to be the same same game for me. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 fun. I think I uh, played two two good games. So just have to keep going. Still training camp. What is your game, uh, Tex? Like what, what you seem when you make players better, you have to be smart, you have to be fast, you have to be strong. What is it going into a game that you say you just play your game? What do you do? Oh, I think you 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 gotta work, uh, but I think you gotta compete, uh, especially with. You. When you play with with those uh, two guys, uh, Line in and Fentili, uh, I think you got to compete and uh, gonna play hard on every puck. Uh, you're gonna make mistake, but uh, I think that's that's part of my game. Uh, I don't think I I will never uh, give up on on one puck, and uh, you know I try to to play hard, play uh, simple. Um, don't try to do too much when I play with those guys, and uh, you know, that's some. You know, usually it works that way. Is that something you've always done, or have you had to adapt when you play with those better players like Line and Fantilli? I mean, you know, two or three years ago, I had a chance to play with some two uh, good guys too, but I was trying probably do too much or try to uh, look for them every time. But, uh, you know, like I said, I grow as a player, so now uh, I'm confident in my game, so I can play too. You know, uh, uh, I can make some plays. I can, you know, beat guy one-on-one. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, uh, playing with Fantilli, what, what's that like? Uh, what does he bring when he's on the ice with you? I mean, he's a pretty uh, skilled player, but I think he, he, uh, he plays play hard. You know, for eighteen years old guy, and uh, he competes. Uh, you know, there's still some some stuff to to work because he's young. But uh, no, those two things compete and and work hard. I think he he has it, so it's it's a good sign. Yeah. 
You know, I like that line. It's early in camp, I know. You said things could change very easily, but when you look at the dynamic of that line, uh, you three out there together, it's nice that you've also played center too, right, for the for Fantilli? Because I've seen a couple times you've had to jump in and take those face-offs, and you understand that defensive zone. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't really play center uh, last year and played a couple times my f- first year here, so... But uh, I, I can I can play center too. Uh, obviously, I rather play on the wing, but it's not up to me. It's up to the coaches. And uh, but, but I'm here if, if, if they need it. Uh, you know, my defensive zone I feel way better on the wing and uh, center too. I feel good. So you know, it's it's good. Patty can play center too sometimes. So you know, we can all always change. You know, you never know. Who's going to be back in the in the in the defensive zone first? So whoever is, he can play center and play good defensively. Alexander Texier is our guest tonight here on the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. We'll continue our conversation right after this on ninety-seven point one, the Fan. Chops his serial killer eyes, and Reeser can grow a full beard before lunch. What can your friends do? Bishop and friends, weekday mornings at nine, the Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. Bob McElligot and Jody Shelley joined right now by Blue Jackets forward Alexander Texier. You took last year and stepped away for personal reasons. What's it like to be back for you now? What's your level of, uh, I wouldn't say comfortability, but how about excitement to be back with this organization and in the National Hockey League? Yeah, it was a personal decision, but I moved on. I learned a lot. About uh, about me, about myself, about my body, uh, and I'm super excited. Uh, you know, I decided to to come back middle of the season last year, or maybe end of end of the season. I was like, I, I want to go back. You know, it's uh, it's the best league in the world. It's and I think it fits more to my game too because I I want to play uh, intense. I want to work and. This game is pretty fast, and I like it. Small eyes too, so uh, I enjoy it every single day here. Every morning, I'm smiling. I'm excited to go on the ice and uh, and practice and play games. You know, you know, uh, as long as I play play games, I'm <laughs> I'm excited. So yeah. What did you miss the most about the National Hockey League? Was it the plane, the travel? I mean, the guys uh, yeah everything it's uh it's a package of everything everything it's better everything it's different uh it's more professional i just uh it's you know i would say it's all all about business which i i like it you know you gonna earn your your spot uh gonna show to your teammate that you can help the team too so it's kind of excitement in inside me a little bit and uh you know i'm i'm uh I'm confident at the same time. That's what I I learned. Uh, so yeah, can't wait to play the opening night here. Alexander, you talk you talk about the things that you learned while you were gone. Um, but if you go back to that time when you left, uh, how how tough was that for you? Was it just a, a fact where you needed to get somewhere and and you kind of needed to find yourself once again? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just just tough. Uh, sometimes you were you were like maybe a 
why I'm playing hockey, you know. And when you ask those questions, then you need to do something. And uh, I, just, uh, I just decided to, to, to go to Europe close to my, my place and still some play some good hockey. But it was really needed for me because uh, now I feel fresh mentally, uh, physically, no injury. Uh, well, I take care more of my body, uh, the way I eat, the way I sleep, the way I recover. So, yeah, it was a great decision for me. Uh, maybe some guys was, were disagree or whatever, but uh, I don't really care about what the other people think too, which I learned because I was kind of uh, shy. You know, when you're young, you don't want to say you're looking at on the social media what the people saying but it's you know when you're young you, you're looking at it you know uh, even if your parents or your friends told you to don't do it you, you, you're you looking at it I'm, I'm sure so it gets through your mind and then you're going down 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 and uh, now I'm not focused on those things anymore you know I'm just watching the thing on the social media that I want that make me laugh some nice video <laughs> And uh, you're in a good yeah. algorithm right now, right? Yeah. Only the good stuff comes to your phone. You know, but it, it, the great point that I think you're making is this is what people forget, especially as a fan or as a broadcaster, whatever. You guys are humans. You're people. I, I mean, we're, we're so used to seeing you play the game and you care about how many goals you score and how many goals you prevent and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you're a person. You're a person that has feelings. You're a person that has thoughts. And and, and and for you, it was important to get all of that stuff in line so you can be as happy as you are right now, right? Yeah, exactly. I think you said everything. Uh, it's just uh, helped me so much. And uh, now I, I will do it, let's say I will do it my way off the ice, uh, the way that it works last year. So I will do it this way. Yeah. You talk about this league, and of course it's the greatest league in the world, but playing in Switzerland, what kind of things did you learn there? And it's a, it's a different lifestyle. It's a different pace. You know, you're not playing three games in four days. You're not jumping all around and uh, and doing the, some of the travel like you do here in the National Hockey League. But what made that a good fit for you besides being close to home and allowed you to, to learn something about the game and about you? Yeah, I think it's probably one of the top three best leagues in Europe. Uh, there's not too many imports. Uh, it's a fast league, I will say. And... Uh, we still had an American coach when I was there, so it was kind of still some, you know, like what well, you were used to a little bit. Yeah. Crawford yeah. was the coach. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. He was there, so pretty NHL guy, pretty tough guy. Yeah, uh, tough coach. <laughs> I've so. heard. Yeah, but he was nice. You know, uh, practice was those practices were high pace, um, but at the end, it was just different game. Uh, here it's the best, and uh, that's where I want to be now. Yeah. So you're you're now a week into camp. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Uh, I think that's what I worked this summer to get in shape, not just for two days, uh, but for you know the, all the recovery. And you know we played last night, uh, but I feel fresh. You know now I know how to take care of my body. So I will do it today, and uh, which is a good sign. I will probably wouldn't have done it the last couple of years, and uh, you know, I just play game, move on, recovery, and just play another game, move on, recovery. It's what I'm gonna do, and uh, 
but when I'm tired, it's good sign. It's I put everything on the ice. So yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad being tired is a good sign because I'm that way all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Bob, the hardest working broadcaster yeah, right. in the organization. Uh, so, uh, you, what do you think of this team? It's different from from when you left. Things are a little different around here now. Uh, what's your feel of the group? Yeah, it's uh, different. A lot of uh, competition uh, in between. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys, uh, a lot of good players. So. You can feel it too in the room. Everyone wants to earn its spot, which is which is good. Uh, and same for me. So I'm in the same, you know, same boat as everybody, which uh, which which I like. And uh, but a lot of you know talented player. We have some veteran guy, some super skills uh, young guy. So I think we have a mix of everything. And I think if we healthy. Uh, Think we we can do some some great uh, things. Uh, no, we have a system in in place that we're gonna still work on. We still have some time, so um, it's gonna fit with everybody. But we gotta hurt in your spot. Yeah, who do you hang out with off the ice? Uh, Bemer. Uh, we're we're together a lot of times and play video games with. Some, 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 all the guys too. Uh, but most of the time, right now in the afternoon, I try to chill, rest, and uh, we we will have time on the road to to do some stuff. But yeah, probably uh, email. Yeah, we like to go dinner. Yeah, that's why you guys were so good last night together on that uh, in that line. You, uh, what about being around this organization? Like it's. It's nice to be at this point in camp, isn't it, as a player? Because coming in, there's a lot of question marks. You don't know how you're going to feel when you battle, how you feel in an exhibition game. Now you've been in one. Now you've played with some some other players on a good line. Great to be at this point, a week into camp or just over a week? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you're done with the testing. Yeah. <laughs> the first game, obviously, sometimes you ask yourself, I still can play there and what's gonna be like and the pace and everything so you know those things are behind me and now uh we still have some practice and a lot of games coming so uh it's a great time it's a better time than the first day you first day you're just happy but you want to impress you want to do the testing right and you know you know how it is so now it's uh day four yeah, you don't even know. Oh, it's just another day. Yeah. It seems like two weeks over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you: Did you add size? Did you get? Are you a bigger player now than you were? Stronger uh, when you left? Hopefully, I'm stronger because uh, I've been working hard this summer. But uh, I'm six six one, uh, ninety one kilos. I don't know what is it, but I lost some 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 uh, fat uh, and I took some some muscle. Uh, so yeah, I feel, feel good. I think you still need to get in uh, game shape a little bit, so that's why we're playing games. But it, it's coming, you know. Yesterday I felt better than on the ice than the game against uh, Pittsburgh here. So uh, yeah, it, it will come. Yeah. Great. Well, you look great out there. Keep working. How's your tennis game? Uh, I haven't played. Te- I played tennis this summer. Yeah. But here I, you know, it, during training camp, it's kind of tough to play tennis. But I will play it some some someday. Oh yeah, you asked him because he looks like Roger Federer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. 
<laughs> have you gotten into the pickleball craze? No, never played pickleball. No? Yeah, no. If Good choice. <laughs> don't like it? I'm all tennis. <laughs> I'd rather spend two hours playing tennis than pickleball. It's fun, but I like the competitiveness of tennis. Of tennis, yeah. Uh, I love tennis, too, you know. Yeah, uh, we've hit before, and he's yeah. really good. Not really good. Oh, you're, well, I mean, I'm really bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun, fun sport. Yeah, I like to do it during the summer. Yeah. Alexander, thank you so much. It is, uh, it's awesome to have you back here. It really is. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's been fun to watch you play a couple of games. And best of luck to you throughout the rest of camp. Thank you very much. Alexander Texier of the Blue Jackets. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank right after this on 97.1 The Fan. Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year. Given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank. It was great to have Alexander Texier with us, Jody, as we both told him. It's great to have him back in the organization and have him in this camp. And, and he does look like a very rejuvenated young man. Interesting interview with him because, you know, he's he's a kid that you can tell is matured and he admitted he needed to learn a few things about, you know, how to take care of himself in the National Hockey League. And when he talked about how he was mentally, I thought that was very impactful to see a young man, you know, sit here like that in front of us and understand that there's a lot of outside factors, as you mentioned, in life, uh, and you try to put it all together and put a, put some things uh, to the side as a professional athlete, and sometimes you just can't do it. So, you know, you really have to respect him to step away from this game uh, at this level and go home and take care of himself and then come back and be the person that we just saw sit down here with us and, and talk because... Uh, He's very well thought out. He understands where he's at. I love his confidence. I've always loved his confidence. But now he's got maturity and clarity with his life. And, and uh, it's, a, it's an impressive thing to see from a young man uh, to be back in that state of mind and be that type of uh, hockey player that he is that we all see on the ice. But more importantly, that type of person. You know, he's a, he's yeah. a very, 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 uh, you can tell he's a gentle speaker, but when you look in his eyes, he's a confident guy that understands and appreciates. That's one thing I like about all these guys too, uh, especially with, with Tex. There, it's he appreciates being where he's at, you know, and the anxiousness of coming into camp and not knowing. He admitted, "I didn't know if I could play in this league again because it's just the unknown." Of course, he can, but we all have those feelings like, "Can I fit in? Can I keep up with the pace?" Uh, I love that he said that um, he's still got work to do. He's the timing is still getting better, so that's all part of training camp. And you know, we get so excited to start camp. But if you've noticed, and I know you have because you've seen so many camps, it's really cluttered and, and kind of sticky at first. And then as things move along, things open up. It gets faster, and you see players emerge. And I think that's the section of camp we're heading into now and through the rest of camp is you're going to see now competitions get real and players emerge. And nice to see Texia have a good start to this training camp. I am admittedly of that age where, you know, I am just get through it. Just, I, I, it, it doesn't matter how I feel. Nobody cares how I feel. Stick that deep inside and put your head down and go. I mean, that's that's just that's my age group. That's the way I was raised. That's that's the way you do things. And you know, I wouldn't have ever stepped away because I just couldn't handle it, or I knew I needed to. You know, it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Just just go. Nobody cares how you feel. Just go. Just go. So I give him a lot of credit 
for doing that now, especially hindsight being 2020 and seeing how he's come back. And you mentioned his confidence, and he, you're right. He has always had great confidence. But when he first came here, he walked that confident, cocky line just the way he carried himself. He, it is much different now. He's matured in that because he still has that confidence. But, you know, it's it's not the conc- the, the cockiness part of it. Like you just said, he said, can I still play here? He's confident in his abilities, but he is taking nothing for granted. And I'm not saying he was back then, but it was just a different mindset. It was almost like, you know, what, 18, 19 years old against the world. Now it's like, look, the world started to get to me. I've taken myself out of it, figured out how to attack it, and now I'm back stronger than ever. That's the impression I got from him. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and you know, you mentioned it, no one cares how you feel. Well, that, this is a good time to be an athlete because people do care how you feel. And that's a real conversation that they have within the locker room. There's uh, professionals here to help because in reality, yes, you can bury it, but uh, it's not what you need to do anymore and and i know what you're saying back in the old school where you know suck it up type of attitude but you know and tex is a great example of caring about someone and and you're right he's back here clear and appreciative and i think those are the words or that's what i got from him right away and that's why he's so mature and focused and uh, it was a, a great to catch up with him and on the ice you know it's um it's it's nice because you sit you hear texier is coming back to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you say, okay, well, that's great. Where is he going to fit in? What's he going to bring? And kind of like he felt about himself. Uh, but he has picked up right where he's left off, and it's good to see that energy that it, he can play with any group of players and bring his game, but also understand there's another gear that he has. And, and when he talked about uh, trying to do too much a couple of years ago, that's a young thing. That, that's a young thing, and that's not what I'm seeing with Fantilli. I'm seeing with him, he's working within his skill set, which is impressive as an 18-year-old because sometimes, yeah, and we've seen a number of players come in and try to do too much, put in certain situations. Maybe Bemstrom's another one of those guys that's taken that step. You say he's shooting all the time last night in that game. Those are the things that you need to go through a struggle before you can figure it out, and it comes in different forms. All right, in the last couple of minutes we have in this show, let's talk about a couple of guys that I'm interested to get your opinion on this because there's been a lot of talk of waivers, of players that are of age, they should go back to junior hockey. Uh, Shane Wright is one of them. The Seattle Kraken have gotten a waiver, so he doesn't have to go back to junior. If he doesn't make the big club, he can go to the American Hockey League. There are a couple of guys in this camp that have really excelled in their junior league, and one of them is Jordan Dumais, who had, uh, what, 120-some points last year. And the other one is uh, defenseman Denton Matejchuk, who plays out in Moose Jaw in the Western Hockey League. Um, the Blue Jackets have made no requests to get a waiver to get either of these guys into the American Hockey League. But um, it it's not like if they did, it would shock me because of the success they've had there already, and watching what they're doing in camp. Of course, DeMay had the uh, game winner against Pittsburgh on Sunday night in the three-on-three overtime. Denton Matejchuk, I thought last night, and Jean-Luc Grandpierre and I talked about this during the game, uh, he is just, he's smooth. Mm-hmm. And, and he's hes like, you know, one of the, we've always said, one of the biggest compliments you can give a defenseman is you, you didn't mention him, which means he's not screwing up. He's not making mistakes. But this guy, he does so many different things, and, and he's doing it well. You you came up through junior hockey. What, what do you think about the the waivers that have been given, and, and 
should these two guys be considered maybe yeah i've i've heard that waivers is more based on games played not years in in juniors so and i think they have january birthdays one of them do so they're younger in their uh they're younger well, that would make them old. No, that they're younger in their careers, so it's it's a touchy thing. I don't love that they can't go play in the American Hockey League, but it protects the Canadian Hockey League from losing their stars quickly and and organization losing that gate revenue. And you're talking about two stars in, in the Canadian Hockey League and great prospects, but you know you hope that you would love for them personally that they could come and make this team or or that's their only option of course or go back to junior but you hope the organization is a, is at a point where they have to knock the doors off the hinges and there's a lot of players in that defensive position right now that are NHL players that are on the bubble for this team. You know, there's players that have been here. When you pick up two guys like Proveroff and Severson, that's two on your, in your top three and six spots. So guys like, you know, Peak, where's he going to fit in? And right now he started with Zach Wierenski, which is great. Boquist, he's a player that, that needs to get, that has had a good camp, but he's also pushing. These are competition pieces, and Boquist is still 20, 22 years old. I mean, yeah. this is a young man. This is a guy that has a, he has a huge upside and is going to learn so much. He doesn't have the biggest frame, but he makes up for his offensive ability. Uh, Jake Bean's a guy we haven't seen. He's injured in, in camp, so there's another guy that's pushing. And then you've got Yurchek. I mean, he's a player that can play in the American Hockey League, but he's been down there for a year already. You know, is he taking that step? Is he ready to come? in and play that game so development is a big part of this organization if those guys go back to junior they're going to be disappointed i know they've done all they can you just hope they don't go back and pick up bad habits uh because they've already done dume was second to bedard in scoring last year at halifax in the, in the quebec major and the entire canadian hockey league i mean he's he's an elite player they would love to have him back but if that's his only option he's got to go play there and have one more great year and then get ready for his pro career he's so young matejcheck i agree he's smooth he He's, he's a guy that is very consistent with how he plays. It's impressive how he gets out of trouble, doesn't really make a mistake. And, you know, you got to like that about a young prospect. But, you know, is he doing enough to crack this lineup? And that's that's really the attitude they have to come in with. And maybe last year, if he had played this, if, if they're this developed, and that, that becomes a, hard, a harder decision with everything that was not here. But now it's a very tall task to make this team. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, some programming notes for you. No show next week because the Blue Jackets have a game on Wednesday against the St. Louis Blues. They have a game Wednesday and We'll be Thursday. streaming that. That's right. right. We'll be streaming that one uh, next week. So no show next week. We'll be back the following week with a couple of shows, a season preview show for you, and then another edition of the Inside Edge. The Blue Jackets are back on the ice on Saturday in Buffalo. They'll play against the Sabres. That'll be at 3 o'clock, and that's a game that you'll be able to hear on 97.1 The Fan right here, uh, starting with pregame coverage at 245. Jody, thank you very much. Yeah, Bob, great. All thank right. you. That is Jody Shelley, I'm Bob McKelligan. Thanks to Alexander Texier for joining us tonight. And you've been listening to The Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank here on 97.1 The Fan. The Fan Poll is sponsored by Dick Masheter Ford. We spend minutes each day crafting all our dumb questions. Vote now at 971thefan.com. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.